primed for action. Torqued to the breaking point. And fueled by three gallons of Noggin Fogger Elixir. <laughs> this is WOW Radio. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Casually Hardcore. Casually Hardcore is a proud member of the WOW Radio Network. You can join us on the web at www.wcradio.com. While you're there, you can click on the chat button and join us in Internet Relay Chat. You can also click on the forum button and join our bulletin board system. You can also click on the shows button to investigate the other fine shows on the WOW Radio Network. Please also click on the Donate button and learn how you can contribute to keeping the station up and running and allowing us to improve the quality of our shows in an ongoing fashion. If you wish to participate in today's show, you can join us in Internet Relay Chat, or you can email the show at ch at wcradio.com or casuallyhardcore at wcradio.com. And now, on with the show. I don't like this place. Alive, it's alive, Sunday, May 4th, 2008. This is Casually Hardcore with me, Gnomewise. And me, Iolite. I think Iolite's getting a lot better sound quality out of her and mic than I am. there is no Gwenora this afternoon, this morning, actually. It is still morning. Uh, Gwenora is doing her um, monthly service with the Shatar. And uh, yeah, mm, tied up. So uh, definitely making ends meet there. Oh, oh, we have a volume request. Is it getting any better? Am I clear and Gnomewise is not? Check test one, two. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Good. So can we have to you wait hear the, us? We have, to rec- we have to wait the requisite 40 seconds for the world to be able to tell us if they can hear us. But uh, let me just fill with the volume controls and make the lights go blinkity, 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 blinkity. Okay, right. the meters are moving in a satisfactorily large fashion. And the gray void says it's better on this end. Oh, average gamer says we're both quiet though. Ha ha ha. Ha Check this. There's a free booyah, shout out for you, grandma, average gamer. Booyah. So anyway. And there it comes. All I right. I thought I had this all worked out beforehand. Oh, <laughs> oh no. What? No, we have to tell the story. Which no. story? I mean, there, yeah. were, there were many. Number <laughs> the, one. The one where you're going through the 250 possible IP addresses <laughs> that it could be at. You mean my story of epic fail? <laughs> yes. Yes, Backing you must own truck. it. <laughs> Before we continue here, let us acknowledge that in the Internet Relay chat, we have the amazing Muggy. Ooh, good Muggy. So if you have any... What? Thing to send to us via live chat, please route it through Muggy so we uh, don't get buried in PMs that will not be viewed during the show. Uh, we do only watch that stuff that has been filtered by our IRC rep. So, first of all, we are not home. We are away for the weekend. And it's a, I think it's a testament to our level of nerd that uh, when we go on the road, uh-huh. we take a broadcast rig with us. Yeah, and actually, it fits into a Lego container. Yeah, yeah. One of the little boxes that you used to put, like, the Duplo Legos in, it fits into the Lego container and our laptop cases. Yes. And that's it. 
It's a nice hard-sided case <laughs> in bright primary colors. So, number one, we are not at home. We are at our place in the mountains, which is not nearly as nice as it sounds, as we make it sound. <laughs> <laughs> Let me describe for a second. First off, we don't own it. Yeah, this is true. Second, second thing, we yeah, we use it at the at the you know the kindness of a, a friend of ours. But the second thing is is that it's about a what, 40, 50 year old single wide with add-ons. Yeah. So it's um. And we were here. It tilts a little and creaks a lot, and and it um, has high speed internet because yeah, it's us. high speed internet in the trees. That's the way it goes. Our place up in the mountain in the trees. With DSL. Yeah. It's better than, you know, tents. Nerd! But only a little. (laughs) So, number one, we're there. Number two, that means, of course, we have zero containment. And Nemesis is right here in the room with us, um, being superhumanly well-behaved at the moment. However, Nemesis is also feeling a little under the weather. Yeah, this is true. I think that that we'll have some Nemesis during the show. Definitely. I don't think there's any avoiding it. But he is still recovering from a bit of a a cold issue earlier this week. So we will be likely keeping the show to one hour this week because we are number one without our Gwenora, number two not at home, number three we are completely with Nemesis who is uh, in need of our attention. So we'll keep it tight today. Yeah, I would like to slash salute Everyone who has come to the in-game dance party outside Yay. of Iron Forge, thank you all so much for coming. Yeah, I cannot um, join We got a couple of uh, hordies there, too. Your bravery, I salute you. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. So, where do we start? <laughs> well, part of my mission coming up here was to uh, redeploy an old server that we're going to use up here. And it actually, the box itself is the old computer that we originally ran the 24-7 server on. So, uh, dopey me, I fire that thing up here, and it immediately signs into the internet and basically redirects a lot of the traffic that would normally... or does a little trick that means when I attempt to connect to the 24-7 server, that pointer is now directed here to the mountains, no longer to my office down in the city. So, so <laughs> I have to figure out the numerical IP address of the of the server down in the city because I can't remember it. So it's one of a block of 253 IP addresses it could possibly be. Uh, so lo- he started from one. Yeah, <laughs> I started trying, <laughs> and that was about that was about oh I'd say 7:30 this morning. Yeah, about half an hour um, before we start. About a half an hour news. before we're supposed to start the pre-show. And he looks at me and says, oh, no. And, of course, it's a three-and-a-half-hour drive to get home. Uh-huh. So the idea was, if this completely fails, then we can quick throw everything back in the car, go home, and we'd be there in time for Octail and Hordak to at least be able to do their show. Right, because basically... Everyone was going to be screwed by this. crippled anyone's <laughs> ability to turn off the 24-7 server. And Not yet, baby. have their show take precedence. So, um, whoops, but... The story has a happy ending. Turns out it was number five, and we were able to reestablish control and unscrew what I had screwed. So here we are. (laughs) It was pretty funny. No, it was very stressful. (laughs) Well, I mean, I felt really bad. I would have felt terrible if we hadn't been able to get it on there. But I I was, again, laughing and and saluting your techno geekness. Um, but I am really glad to be broadcasting today, and, and that kind of opens the show with the techno-geekdom that is us. My life. And uh, 
Yeah, let's see. The other room, and, and again, on the cabin, you know, it, it is really, really old, so we keep ripping the floors out and replacing them because there's nothing else to do. Yeah, this 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 trip was uh, wow. ripping up some really ratty carpet and, and putting down it was, some... It was really nasty. A hard floor surface instead. Yeah, we're putting down hard floor instead, but of course it's the cheap, sticky kind. But of course, because <laughs> it's not our place, and we're not going to... But it's certainly better than ready carpet. So you came back online with the guild last night after you were laying the, the floor that you were able to lay, and you said, so I've been putting, laying So I down. just laid a quick floor. Yes, you just laid a quick floor. And of course, our, our guildies on TeamSpeak took that turn of phrase and ran with it in a very adult direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's them. Wow. That's, that's how they roll. Um, so, we uh, last week... Did I can't even remember. What did we talk about last week? I'm drawing a complete blank. We did the slave pens. Yes, we did slave pens last week. And this week we are actually skipping zones and continuing the Masters of Five. Mm-hmm. And we are going to hit Blood Furnace this yep. week. Let me Which push. is one of my fun ones. I like well, Blood Furnace. Well, again, it was, it was, it was one, one of the first, first ones you hit. Yeah. Has that whole blush of new content. And Lizard did a very good job of setting up so you would rapidly progress from uh, Hellfire Rampart straight into Blood Furnace. Uh, let me push through. And a again, of a lot of those blues that drop in those in the early zones, stay it's with like, you. yeah, hang on to those because they're meant to take you through to like 68. It's a little disconcerting. Do a couple of quick announcements before we proceed with that. Uh, just a reminder that WoW Radio is recruiting. Um, if you feel like you've got the chops to do a weekly podcast on World of Warcraft and or gaming, check out the front page at wcradio.com. Look for Total Biscuits post saying WoW Radio is recruiting. Read the details there and submit a demo. We're also still soliciting music. We've had very good response, and those of you who listen to the 24-7 stream may have noticed a change-up in the music that happens between the shows. And we are now playing music that was composed and produced by our listener base, with a, with a liberal sprinkling of OC Remix in there still to flesh it out. Uh, please continue to send in your tracks, and uh, along with permission for us to play it uh, for non-commercial purposes, uh, to music at wcradio.com. Thank you very much. Uh, once we have enough music, I plan to put together an impromptu show, or I will announce it so it'll be warning, and we will play through all the various music that people have sent us uh, in order to thank them very much and give them all of the shameless promotion that they deserve. So, thank you very much. I also wanted to test this particular drop-in that one of our listeners had sent in. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to use this, but... Please, Hypnotone! It's beyond my control! <laughs> <laughs> All right, that works. Mm, Please, Hypnotoad, it's beyond my control. All right, I want one other comment. Um, It's Orphan Week. Yes, it is Children's Week. It is Children's Week in World of Warcraft. And um, I have to admit that I have picked up the um, baby Elec on um, Iolite. And then on another alt of mine, I have picked up Egbert out of the Draenei Orphan Quests. And I really, really enjoy Egbert and the way he runs around in circles like a crazy little thing. Uh And I like, he runs further away from you than any pet I've seen. Cool. So he goes running off, and you're like, where the heck did he go? And then, you know, about half a minute, you'll look over, and he's running in circles. Just like... Because he's hyperactive. Just like a kid. Just like our son, And then he runs back (laughs) and settles down next to you and kind of does his little thing. And his footprints in the snow, I'm watching them outside Ironforge right now, are exact little crowns. 
three little the little three pronged crown mm-hmm. coming up there. It's an adorable little footprint. Um, so yeah, I think Egbert is definitely for the win, as Dolnoth also says in the Grey Void. And yes, I am paying attention to the Grey Void today. No! Thank you all for coming to the dance party again. All right, next sequence. Next sequence, I believe, would be to enter into our topic. Blood um, Furnace. The Blood Furnace, which is the second instance in the Hellfire Citadel. Right. Ooh, oh, we're being paged We're being by paged by Nemesis. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you introduce Blood Furnace, and I'm going to find out what he's yelling about. I'll be right back, people. Sorry for the loud noise. I knew it would be. <clears throat> Excuse me for coughing away from the microphone just then. So Blood Furnace is the second Hellfire Ramparts instance, and you can pretty much and pretty safely go straight from your first Ramparts run over to Blood Furnace, as long as you have a good group makeup and people who have a clue. Uh, it's technically a level 61 instance, whereas Hellfire Ramparts is a 60 instance, but still very good loot for your, your entry into Outland uh, drops in the Blood Furnace. Um, it's a reasonably quick instance not quite as quick and dirty as the hellfire ramparts were but on the same par uh, it slows down a little bit near the end there's some more complicated uh, pulls near the end that you need to be a little more careful about what i really liked about blood furnace and again putting my mind back into the state of new person in outland soaking up the new content is when you enter in to the Blood Furnace, you get zone-wide shouts from Magtheridon, who is being held captive beneath Blood Furnace. So it, it's a nice nod to the greater storyline of the Fell Orcs keeping Magtheridon captive in order to drain his blood and take his power. And if you pay attention to some of the ramps that they take you over through this instance, you can look over the precipice and see oh. Magtheridon's lair. Which is pretty much the only way I've seen Magtheridon up to this point, so it is really, really good to see him in that uh, in that format. I did finally get to see the Magtheridon's lair fight. Uh, shout out to Controlled Chaos on Ice Crown US for allowing me to come along. They allowed me to come along on Iolite because they needed a healer, so Io has actually completed the Magtheridon's lair fight Except it and, wasn't me. And you got no loot, because mm-hmm. I can't roll to save my life. That's okay. You don't need to roll. But I've, I've, I've seen the nerfed version of uh, Meg Theron's Lair, and it was much fun. It's lots of fun. Do you need something to drink, Nemesis? What would you like? Would you like to tell the people in Radio Land what you want to drink? You want we fruit can. punch? All right. I can get you some fruit punch. Iolite will, once again, throw herself on the sword of right. parenthood. So you start uh, you start entering this instance, mm-hmm. and you've got a couple of, of uh, trash mobs to clear, a couple yep. of patrols to clear, um, and then you end up at that first stairwell, the yep. first kind of gathering where you've got the um, the warlocks with their Little imps, imps mm-hmm. and you've got to clear those guys out, and it is somewhat of a crowd control pulling issue because you want to pull them back. You don't want the whole room. Right. So you got to be careful and pull them back, especially if you're playing at level appropriateness. Yes. If you're going in at a 70, you know, just you're going to plow right through it and it's just going to be a barrel of laughs for you. Which is entertaining in its own way. It, yes. it is, yeah. But if you're going in in an, in an age-appropriate group, yep. then you've got to be careful and you've got to practice your crowd control and your pulling and pull them back. 
I think line of sight poles actually work pretty well if they you have don't to, have. You have to line of sight pull the imps because yeah. their their range is pretty good and they'll just nuke you from a distance if you don't pull around the corner. Right, so you got to pull them around the corner and back, but then you end up at that first stairwell. And on that first stairwell are the hidden assassins. Yep, this is where you begin and those them. ganked me. Because I was at the back of the group, and we didn't find them on our way up. So they found me at the back of the group, and I was gank, gank, three hits, healers down, crap. Basically, from, this, <laughs> from the base of that stairwell forward in the instance, there's a chance to run into stealth assassin units that will dismantle your clothies if you're not careful. So if you have a hunter along, go ahead and pop... Uh, a flare every once in a while. Humans can do perception. Uh, warlocks can bring out their Felguard and give everybody paranoia. So do what you can to detect stealth units and proceed carefully up the stairs, clearing the stealthies as you go. And basically you will have at the top of the stairs a repeat performance of what you had at the bottom of the stairs, which is these little groups of three, two orcs and an imp, and you just need to carefully pull each group of three into the room that you're in, one at one group at a time, and kill them down. Now, in the interest of uh, any of the more newbies that may be listening, because I know we, we throw out these terms sometimes, um, an LOS pull or a line of sight pull is when you aggro a mob, you shoot them, cast a spell on them, and then run around a corner where they cannot see you. And the mobs are programmed at that point to no longer try and cast at you because they usually obey the rules and don't cast through walls, usually. Yeah, most of the time. And then have to run to where they can see you again, and you can control where the fight happens by hitting them, running away, running around a corner, waiting for them to come where you, to where you want to stage the fight, and then engaging. This is only really necessary on mobs that uh, fight from range. Casters and spear Hunters and, and yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, the caster class, hunter class, and again, occasionally they'll they'll nail you through walls, which is just not you That's know annoying. the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's it's cheating, but I can handle it. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be careful and pull all the way back. And by the way, that means everybody kind of needs to be out of line of sight. I haven't seen it happen very often, but I have seen them change targets. Well, what will happen is if the healer doesn't join the line of sight. Um, and cast a couple of heals, the mobs will drop the little bit of aggro they gained on whoever shot them first, and the healing aggro will, will go higher on the list and they'll, they'll head for the healer. So when in doubt, just have the whole group waiting at the spot where you want to stage the fight and have the one person who is pulling, be it the hunter or the, the, whoever is in charge of pulling, to bring them to you. Um, you will clear out this group of three at the top of the stairs and you will be facing your first large room with your first mini boss in it with a whole bunch of little groups of three and four either stationary in it or wandering around it take a moment and observe the pattern of movement right and this is going to be another timing pull pat pull yep just decide which one you want to pull first and choose a good time to pull them use your crowd control pretty much everything in here with the exception of those imps so far have been humanoid so a lot of the crowd control tricks will work on them and you will excuse me whack Teeth okay there, dear? Yeah, so glad we got these (laughs) microphone stands so we don't bump the table anymore, so we can just smack the microphones directly now. There you go. Epic fail. Uh, So, clear out the room by pulling the groups carefully out to the room uh, where in the foyer where you're standing. 
Right. At the top of the stairwell there, you've got that little landing, and you can pull them back in there. Then essentially, once you clear those groups, again, a series of timings pulls, you're going to turn to your left. The corridor does. By the way, that first room there after the landing is where you can, the first time you can look over yeah. and see down into Magtheridon and Take see a moment. where he's being. Take a moment. Appreciate the scenery. It's actually good visual design there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do like the fact in this instance that they show you something that you're not going to get to yet, and yet you can see what you're looking for. You know, you can see a visual of the world that you're not going to uh, engage in. So the corridor turns off to the left. And well, actually, we were just cleaning. The, we already, while you were getting fruit punch, mm-hmm. we did the left turn already. Oh, we're in, we're in the room with the first up, mini boss. You're up to the top now. Yeah, we're in. So we're, you've we come just around. Cleared, we just cleared the room up. with the mini boss in it. I fail. <sighs> the there are mobs you're going to start encountering in here. I believe it is in this first room that do the some, technicians. The technicians. Yes. They throw dynamite, but more annoyingly, they will set up a proximity bomb. Yes. Which, for a, a level appropriate group, does some pretty devastating AOE. Yeah, it does some pretty bad damage. And now rogues can. Rogues who are um, disarm, on their toes can disarm these can traps. disarm the trap. This is one of those few um, times where that ability actually comes in handy and is kind of fun, actually, if you're the rogue and are trying to be on top of it and disarm the trap before it blows everybody up. If you don't have a rogue with you, you want to watch for them to drop the little white proximity bomb on the ground and pull the fight away from that area and kill the technician away from them, and they'll continue yeah. to drop bombs. So you may have to now, pull Now, the other back thing is there's usually only one technician in a group. So if you've got crowd control and you can sheep that technician and leave him till last... Occasionally or you get a group of three got, technicians, which yeah, is especially bad. It's, I haven't seen that myself, but I know that it does happen. But if you get a... Um, if you can crowd control, crowd control is really important. Um, not the useless cyclone crowd control, but hmm. an actual sheep or an actual trap... Um, now, the technician, again, is ranged. He throws dynamite, so it's hard to pull him as a hunter. Yep. Um, you know, you might need to run in there and trap right underneath him. So, and then get back to your range fighting. So pay, pay particular attention to the technicians, because if you lose track of what they're doing or, don't, or aren't aware of their special abilities, they can make it a very bad day. The, so watch for the technicians from this point forward, because they will be appearing in groups from this point forward in the instance and they are equally annoying as you move forward. Yeah, it's hard work for the healer um, in this instance, yep. when uh, the especially when the technician, when the proximity bombs go off. So you end up clearing this first room. And this first room has people in the cells to the side, right, but, this but is unlike the second room, right. these cells don't open, right. these people don't They're attack They're just there you. for window dressing. And and But the first time you're in there, you're like, okay, what's going to happen? Exactly. If I take this boss down, am I then going to be in a, in a sequential fight? What's the deal? So you're a little worried. You're looking at the cages on the side, and, and they're all, you know, red enemy in there, and you're thinking to yourself, this could be a bad situation. Yes. Um, so your first boss is... The Maker. The Maker. Who is one of the big... This is where they start showing off the new models they've designed for Outlands. Looks and kind of like Garglemar, doesn't he? 
No, he's he's uh, one. He's a demon model rather than a, uh, a fell orc model. Okay. So he's the big uh, guy with the welding helmet and the the drill on one hand and spews green fluid everywhere. Right, right, right. He still looks a bit like a cyborg. He's got he's very the much attach- so. He's got the attachments on him and yep. the the weird funky eye that's inset in. And- Lots of cyber demons in, in Outland. This is mm-hmm. kind of your first intro to a big one. Um, he really only does one really annoying thing, um, which is a mind control. Uh, he will do an undispellable domination on somebody, and if you've got crowd control, that's a good time to use it against your teammates, especially right. if they, if your mind controls one of your high DPS outputters. So if your mind controls the rogue or the warlock or the mage, yeah, then uh, this might be the time to trap, them yeah, or do something. Trap or sheep and for the win. You know, here's where cyclone might actually come in useful because it's a nice non-damaging uh, crowd control that will. Give eat up some of the time that the domination happens. Um, other than that, he is very much a just a tank and spank. Um, he will occasionally target someone who's not in melee range and, and throw um, like basically a potion at them, doing a, a burst of damage to them. So the healer just needs to be on their toes, knowing that not just the people in close are going to take damage. It can get uh, a little hairy. Uh, if he consistently mind controls someone who is decimating the the health of the rest of the party, so this is a time when bringing a really good DPSer with you, who's like way better than everybody else, is maybe a bad idea. Because well, at least control. they need to control the control the DPS. Right, so be aware that somebody's going to get dominated, and it it can get ugly. In the in the gray void, once you've beaten this guy down, they would like a, like me to mention Justice Bringer in particular would like me to mention that this guy drops an awesome Libram. The Libram yes. of Saints Departed. Mm-hmm. Well, well, why don't we, well, we will assume that our, our fictional Masters of Five team has just downed the Maker, having successfully co- crowd-controlled their own team member when they got dominated, and then beat him down yeah, mercilessly. He's, he's really a tank and spank other than that. And he drops the following. The Girdle of the Gale Storm, which looks like a nice resto uh, chamois male waist piece. The Librum of Saints Departed, which is the Paladin Relic, causes your judgments to heal you for 41 to 49. Requires level 61. The Pendant of Battle Lust, a uh, very nice... Uh, it would be a good cat druid one, because it's got uh, strength, agility, and stamina on it. But any really any melee DPSer, that would be handy for. The Diamond Core Sledge Mace, which is a very nice, uh, for this route, for this level range, a very nice one-handed healing mace. I carried that one for a while. Nice graphic on that one, shiny too. Graphic, yeah, it's yeah. very shiny. That's one of the, the, it used to be a graphic used on an epic that would drop out of Molten Core that they repurposed for yeah. the beginning of the Outlands, just to rub it in. <laughs> better than your epic. Iron Blade Gauntlets. Uh, looks like DPS plate hand pieces. And that's pretty much that's the loot table. So we have gotten ourselves into the blood furnace and downed our first boss. Let us go to the music break, and we will return and finish off the blood furnace and try to squeeze in a few emails before we do need to call it quits. Half hour early this week. Apologies for the short short. Apologies for the short show is, I believe, what he was trying to say. But let's get to the music break so we can actually come back and do the rest of the show. I want to see the end of Blood Furnace. You're listening to Casually Hardcore Live on Wild Radio with Gnomewise and Iolite. We will be back after some advertisements and some really predictable music. All right.
You're listening to Casually Hardcore, only on WCRadio.com. Where's my drink? Okay, guys, listen up. This is very important, so listen closely. When you see the blizzard being cast, do not need to stand still. Run away from it. Do not stand where you are. And remember, when you see the rings of fire appear on the floor, you must stop at any Move or turn or do anything. It is imperative that you do this, otherwise you'll wipe the raid. Everybody clear? Okay, let's go. Has this ever happened to you? Is your guild suffering from a breakdown in communication? Then you need a premium quality Ventrilo server from UGTServers.com. Choose your location and choose from some of the cheapest servers around and have your new server set up in minutes. Unlike many other providers, low prices don't mean crippled servers. UGT Servers lets you choose from premium quality codecs for the best sound quality around at no extra charge. And you can even let your entire guild share the cost of the server using the unique guild deposit system. Doesn't your guild deserve the best? Get your premium quality Ventrilo server from UGTServers.com. That's UGTServers.com. And enjoy crystal clear voice communication. Biscuit, and I am of the firm belief that Savage 2 is by far the best multiplayer title to come out in years. The reasons are many and varied. The gameplay styles are hugely diverse, ranging from deadly melee combat to infiltration to sniping to siege warfare to summoning to healing to building to commanding and much more besides. The world is lush and beautiful and the battles pitched and hard fought between two very different factions. I truly believe that... Cut, cut, cut. What? What's wrong? Well, you see, you're telling the truth about the game. Well, what's wrong with that? In today's gaming world, people don't go for that. They want pizzazz. They want epic. They don't want to know how awesomely fantastic a game is or how you have to be borderline insane not to spend the measly sum of $29.99 on purchasing this one-of-a-kind FPS RTS RPG hybrid multiplayer title. Oh, so what you're telling me is they don't care how amazingly deep, complex, and well-designed the game is. They just want explosions, rock music, and epic voiceovers. Exactly. Now take it from the top. Do you like lasers? Do you like bears? Do you like bears with lasers? Do you like bears with lasers that explode and shoot lightning from their hands? Do you like bears with lasers that explode, shoot lightning from their hands, and breathe acid in your face? Can you name one of the game that has all of these things and truckloads more besides? Didn't think so! Purchase Savage 2 for only $29.99 at s2games.com Or if for some unearthly reason you're still unsure about how this game will change your life, check out the 5R free trial. Be a part of the most innovative team-based multiplayer title ever created, Savage 2. Part FPS, part RTS, part RPG, all animal. Warning, this game does not actually contain lasers. They are technically beams of channel lightning that look like lasers. The creatures may or may not be bears, but look and sound remarkably similar to bears. So you can just pretend... All the fun of television without those annoying pictures. From Ratchet to Winter Spring, this is WoW Radio. And from our secret mountain lair, this is the return of Casually Hardcore. Live on WoW Radio with Gnomewise and Iolite. And we do a slash mourn for the lack of Gwenora and slash spit upon Gwenora's employer for making Mary Hob with his life. But we'll get, back. we'll get through this if we stick together. And what we're actually going to get through here is our last segment on the Blood Furnace. Blood furnace for the win. All right, so we've downed our first boss. Yep, and we've 
and you fat loot. So we move on. And we've unlocked the uh, the opening behind him, which is essentially a long corridor that is the labs, and they are making fell orcs in yep. here. And so you've got um, an assassin in the corner. To the left. To the left that you got to watch for. There's a patrol you've, going back and forth to get first. Yep, you've got a patrol going back and forth that you're going to want to pull back into the room. Um, if you can stealth in and get that assassin, that's great, but you might not be able to. Um, and then you run into the groups in, essentially in groups of three mm-hmm. that you're going to pull them. You've got the fell orc who's up in the little uh, container up there being built. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a teleporter, essentially. Yep. Um, in there, and then you've got a technician working on him, and then you've got some sort of master guy working on him. And the these are the technicians, the same ones that do the proximity bombs, so be on your toes and be yep. do whatever countermeasures you've chosen to do against the proximity bombs. By either backing off and taking the fight away from them, or making sure your rogues are on their toes, disarming trap, because mm-hmm. um, oh, they're definitely going to, uh, going to need it. On the proximity bombs is, they persist past the death of the technician. So we've had people... When the fight is, quote, over, run forward into three proximity bombs and blow the group up. Yeah, that's been bad. So hey, Nemesis, what's up? Yes? <laughs> no, I am not going to do the dishes at your command, dear. <laughs> that is actually not... See, we made the mistake of, of telling Nemesis the sequence of events that need to happen before we can go home. And the irony of this is he loves coming here and will pester us for days on end weeks, to come to the cabin. Weeks on end to come to the cabin. And, and now, now here, he's pestering us to go, go home. Go home. Must go home. So we told him the other secrets. Mommy and Daddy have to do radio. Low pencil says, hello, nemesis. Then we have to clean the dishes. So he's, he's moved to the next step past the do radio. And say, well, if I can just get them to move on to the dishes portion, we'll get home quicker. Right, We're not right. done with the step before, so kiddo. He's, so he's for enforcing this. I need you to go play. Go play with your Leapster, please. No. Or something. <laughs> Let's see. What is the appropriate... Uh, All right. Please have no tone. It's beyond my control. Okay, Nathaniel, why don't you do the dishes, yeah. Nemesis? If we can Everyone get cracking on that, then... <laughs> you go ahead. You do You do the dishes. If you can play the fire. If you can figure it out, what have, yeah. you, what have you done, dear? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. It should be pretty funny, though. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll take your word for it. I'm sorry. Okay, moving on. So you, again, have sequences of pulls to be done very carefully. He's doing the dishes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's doing the dishes. I alert! Tangent <laughs> alert! <sighs> All right. So we're going to end up uh, trying this and seeing what happens here. Yeah, you talk to the nice people. I'm going to get him his, his step stool. All right. You go get him his step stool and see what you can do in terms of getting him uh, on towards the dishes. All right. So you are uh, working your way down this hallway, and you're going to pull them in groups of three. Obviously, crowd control is nice. If you can um, either freeze or sheep that technician, it's going to be really nice each time, simply because, again, he's going to drop those proximity bombs. Work your way down the corridor through the groups of three. 
Um, at the end of the corridor, you've got another pat halfway down. You're going to have to pull the pat halfway down. At the end of the corridor, in the corner, you've got another assassin. And you want to make sure that you clear that assassin out. And once you've worked your way down, you're going to kind of finish off your U-turn. right? You're going to turn right, and the doors will have opened at this point. And you're essentially looking into the room with the second boss. And this is your first big brain Boss, I loved this model when I saw and it for the he first is, time. He is behind the, the lock in the next room. So you're going to have to clear this first room. And it is full of groups of three, four, even five dual technicians and things like that. And this room also has, off to the sides, the cages. Which will come into play in a minute. Right. Once you clear everything, there's a big lever in the center of the room. And when you pull that lever, it starts the event. There must be 50 ways to love your lever. Anyway. So the clearing of this room is very similar to the clearing of the room with the maker, just with a few more mobs and a little bit stronger mobs, uh, but very similar. Group pulls, stop a moment, observe the pattern of movement, plan your moves carefully. If you've got a lot of crowd control, it will be very helpful in this instance. And you will... Again, wind up with an empty room, except for this time you'll have an empty room with, that doesn't have a mini-boss in it like last time. You just have a big lever. Big, shiny lever just begging for someone to click on it prematurely, and just don't let them do that. This fight for an age-appropriate group... It's the big shiny, shiny candy the button. The jolly candy-like yeah, button. Yeah, yeah. If you're going back to Ren and Stimpy days. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't touch that, you idiot. That's the history eraser button. Moving on. Big so, candy button. what is going to happen here when We're you do... We're not going to find out, because you're oh, going to guard it. You're going to guard it. <laughs> yep. So, Moving essentially, what, what you've got here is the, the lever. When you pull the lever... A sequence will begin. Right. And the sequence is the opening of the cages on the sides. And um, they're going to come out, and it's groups of four, five, or six. Yeah, three, four, that, five. That come out. They're, I mean, it's a big. It's they're big pulls. You're going to yeah. be busy, as I, you know. I've I've always done this one as the healer. So there's big pulls, and you're going to be busy as the healer. This is your first um, real challenge in Outland of on the fly crowd control. Right. If you have a really Because you can't good target them behind the bars, and they open in a specific sequence, yep. but you don't really know what the sequence is the first, sequence, the, sequence, the first time you're running Yeah, the first time, if you've never seen it, do a little research, and you can learn what the sequence will be, because it is the same every time. And if you've got a really good tank, which I am not because I can't do this, who can actually put icons on them on the fly to tell you, okay, this is going to be the freeze trap, this is going to be sheep, uh, this one's going to be blinded, whatever... Um, just take a moment and plan whatever your strategy is going to be ahead of time. If you're going to give someone else the job of marking targets or just say, pick one to sheep and I'll, I'll, I'll not hit it, um, you'll just have to work with your particular group. This is definitely one of those... Mind control is handy in here, they yes, say. Yes, and uh, fear bombs also. Mm-hmm. If, if you get in, into... Uh, if you've got a, a priest with you and a warlock, you have a nice two... But you do want to take them down in a timely manner because it seems like it is a timed sequence. It does not seem like you have to kill the first group before the second cage opens. If you kill the first group, the second cage will open immediately. If you take too long to kill a group, the next one will open on a timer. So it's a matter of killing the last guy in the first group does trigger the next one immediately. But 
that's not the only thing that triggers the next right. one. There is a timer going on in the background that says, even if they haven't killed the first group, open the next cage. And this is a and this is a mana control kind of fight. You yes. do want to be sure that you're managing your mana. Because um, after these the, four groups, they're still the boss. Right, right. And you are you do have a tiny little break between the bosses, between the last group and the boss, where you will drop out of combat, and you can plop down and drink really quick and see what you can get down. Um, but the boss does come through the gates and fight you in that room. You don't go into him. Right. Um, when he comes out, too, he does that kind of, I'm going to throw snot all over everyone. <laughs> um, so there is a stay out of the range. Are you working on the dishes, honey? You just keep going there. I'm very proud of you. Um, and uh, if you keep working on the... Uh, I kind of like this <laughs> so far, by the way. What? <laughs> I'm doing the dishes. Teaching our son to do the dishes? <laughs> I'm feeling pretty happy about this right now until he, you know, breaks one and I have to rewash everything anyway. I'm sure I will. That's but you're lying. I am. <laughs> um, yes, yes, Nemesis. Okay, wait. There's a lot more dishes to go. Keep going. Moving on. So, uh, if you die during the swarm of uh, fell orcs from the cages, don't. Be disheartened. Disheartened. Yes, disheartened. Yikes! I can't talk today. I did not get nearly enough caffeine before the show. <laughs> Do not become disheartened. Well, it's better than me. I wanted mimosas. So. Mimosa. <laughs> drive down the mountain still. So yeah, it you is. Drive. A, it is ride. a difficult fight. <laughs> I'm not selfish uh, at let's all. Let's <laughs> see here. Where is that button? Tangent alert. Okay. All right. So. Uh, after you kill all the orcs successfully, and don't you know? Don't worry if you have to throw yourself against it a few times until you, until you hit your stride. Then Brogok, the big floating brain guy who is Brogok. nonetheless classified as a humanoid, brain tendril thingy. Mm-hmm. He spent too long a time in the dust. The spice, the spice, spice, in the spice. Love. There we yes. go. Yes. Oh, he's, so he's he's a guild navigator. Well, I see. I was com- I was combining my universes there. I had the yep. dust from Golden Compass, uh-huh. and I had the spice from, from Dune. Dune, and they combined into my head, and then yeah. and created Bragog. World of Warcraft implications, which is a little. You basically should stop snorting that dust. Anyway. Yeah, it's a little weird. Are you smoking crack? Are we yes. to that point? Are you smoking crack? Apparently. Apparently. Um, so, after you kill all the orcs, Brogok will drift in, and the tank should pick up aggro as soon as possible. The main thing to look out for with this fight is he will put uh, a slowly expanding circle of poison on the floor underneath him, and the tank needs to pull him off of that and just move to an area that's not going to be encompassed by the expanding pool of death, because the poison ring does hit for an awful lot per tick. So the tank will basically pull him around the room in a circle, keeping Mm -hmm. away from the poisonous areas while you guys burn him down um, in a basic tank and spank. Right. Um, He will occasionally attack at range, and so the healer still has to keep on their toes as to who all is taking the most damage. But really, once you get past the orcs, the actual boss is not that difficult unless you're almost dead from the orcs and have no mana. 
Right. Which is the biggest right. danger in this. Hence, Innervate is your best friend. All Potions of your pods. Definitely take things in. But, you know, there is, as I said, that window you can drop and, and get some mana back, which will help sustain you. Um, it also helps if you've got a couple of classes that aren't mana-based in this fight. So grab your warrior, grab your rogues. They're going to be going yay hausa, you know, and running forward for this one. Um, again, staying Boy, out of staying out of the poison zones. Yes. All right, so you down Braguk. What does Braguk have to give us? Oh, let us refer to the wonderful tool that is wowhead.com. You have a chance at the Kilt of the Night Strider, which is a nice healing leather uh, leg piece for the Resto Druid in your life. The Legion Blunderbuss, a nice attack power and agility gun for the hunter in, or warrior in your life. Bloody Surgeon Mitts, which is uh, clothy healing hand pieces. Arcing Bracers, cloth spell damage bracers. And one of the best uh, healing trinkets for this level, Ossily's Light, Light Channeler. Channeler. Yes. Increases healing done by up to 59 and damage by 20. Winked in the Gray Void by Lopenzel. Um, and there is the note in here from uh, Justice Bringer reminding us that when he dies, that ring stays up for a while, the yep. ring of poison. Just, so, like, just like the bombs from the technicians, the ring of poison is on a timer and will dissipate in its own good time. And don't go running into the poison lest ye die after the boss is already down, which is lawtastic to do. Which would be really funny. Um, yes, and yes, Iolite does have that trinket. Oh, yes. Um, so, you finish this boss. You've got another a couple of rooms to clear when you come through. Um, Start moving into demon territory now. Right, right. So, you can banish. Yep. You can control. Some of them are um, controllable. But you can't, yeah, you can't enslave all of them. So, yep. do be careful with that uh, if you've got a lock with you. And you got a couple of you got a chest typically off to your left there, um, guarded by some more imps and and a couple of warlocks. And you're going to keep clearing through, and you want to clear that whole room. A couple of assassins hanging out in that room in the corners. Just just assume there's assassins around Um, and be ready. And essentially, and then you've got a couple of the big. Fell guards. Fell guards. Thank you. I almost said fell reaver, and I'm like, uh, no, wrong. Um, you got a couple of fell guards guarding the next room. You pull them down, and then you're going to have to sit, and you're going to have to think for a second. And what I've found here is that the uh, the bear trick does okay, but they're spread a little far yep. for a hurricane. So the hurricane to bear trick is a little funky when you're running this one. They're yeah, they're, they're they don't like to close. They like to fight. Good job range, cleaning so. the bowl, Munchkin. I'm very proud of you. Go on to the you next can AOE, dish. You can, or you can plan to just kill them in yep. a sequence. Yes, um, the spoon is all dirty. Go clean the spoon. Then you find yourself at the top of a corridor leading downward with more orcs to pull and a bunch of a uh, pair of demon groups at the bottom. Um, watch the sequence when you get to the bottom of the ramp because the yep. warlock standing with the two demons will occasionally buff up the demons and you they'll turn red yes they'll get huge turn red and you want to wait for them to be in normal mode when you pull them right it's kind of a pain otherwise yeah. as in wiping kind of a pain yes um but i do think that that that's it's really clear getting down the stairwell 
again, pull them in groups. You've got another chest um, over over there in this one. And you essentially, at this point, if you've got the quest, here's the point where it says, Explore Blood Furnace is complete. Yes. You get all the way to the bottom of the stairs, and you're standing there looking at the end fight mm-hmm. with the end boss, which takes place on a mesh overlooking Magtheridon. Which is pretty epic. It's epic, and quite frankly, when you first run out on it, I was a little like, am I going to fall through this uh-huh. thing? Am I like, duh. And of course, I wasn't familiar with Macthered in the very first time we were in there. So I was like, is that the end, boss? <laughs> I had one of those moments. Die. <laughs> That's not enough people. <laughs> Which actually turned boat. out to be, yeah, we're going to need a bigger boat. Absolutely. Um so you're facing the good job cleaning the spoon. Nemesis. Big circular room overlooking Magtheridon. Yes, the the scenic overlook. Right, and what you've got is you've got a ring essentially of casters, five casters, and then the one in the center is the actual boss. Is the actual boss, and they're all channeling, and they're essentially channeling to contain Magtheridon. Yep, doing um, their part. And so you can, we, we like to take them in sequence. We mark them and work them through counterclockwise. And then once you get to the end, you can clear the last one. The boss will aggro on you. And, you know, what have you done? You shall no. perish. We're all going to die. Yeah. What have you done? And then you start and you engage him. And his only thing is, is he starts to say something like, and now come you shall burn. Come closer and burn. And he right. will suck in the whole group. Right. And the trick I've learned for this is, you know, he'll pull you towards him and your instinct will be to turn around and run away. And I found that just run forward. Just you, he run pulls through you forward, yep. continue along that through line, walk right through him and get the heck away from him because he's going to do a very devastating AoE Right, and he also does right. a debuff on you during the fight that makes that AOE even more devastating. Now, one of the things that I found actually too is that I don't have any trouble getting sucked in because I have enough range on my healer that I don't have a problem with it. So I can actually stand pretty far back and heal from a distance. The only problem is if you run around the other side of the circle and are fighting someone, then I'm going to have to move forward. But I found this one; it's. It's a bit of a challenge. You might lose one, you know, you might lose one of your five, so hopefully you've got your battle res or a pally with you or a priest with you to be able to res afterwards. But broadly, this one isn't that bad. And you kill him, and he drops. He drops the following. The Raiments of Divine Authority. Very nice healing cloth chest piece. The Mindfire Wasteband, a nice spell damage uh, waste piece, cloth again. The Mantle of the Dust Dweller, uh, good leather DPS shoulders. The Vest of Vengeance, a very nice DPS leather chest piece. And the Warsong Howling Axe, a two-handed DPS axe with nice attack power and stamina on it, which I think I'm still carrying around on my, uh, on my Hunter. Um, if you have the various quests for in here, actually, you would have After finished the, show, the quest you just by standing right in front now, of this nemesis. room. And this is another one of those instances where yep. they have nicely put a little door that opens after you Good kill job. the end boss and allows you to exit the instance quickly rather than having to backtrack and run the long way. Right, and that is one of the things that I continue to appreciate to this day about their design in these instances is that they... 
gave you a way out that didn't require, for the most part, running all the way back through the instance, which was nice. We appreciate that. And that essentially, in a very rushed format, concludes the blood furnace. And we have a few minutes. We can do a couple of emails. And then uh, and a couple to- of shout outs. Again, shout out and mucho love to everyone who has come to party outside Iron Forge uh, in game. Shout out to and, Dark Helmet uh, for being able to join us. Yes. Amen to Dark Helmet. Thank you for being here. And we are in good shape to start some emails. So I've got a couple of shout outs from the Black Void of the IRC via the Amazing Muggy. Uh, shout out from Ntang. Would like a shout out to the guild Sows Your Face on Ice Crown for being epically casual. Sh- well, what a shocker. You might go. Nemesis is now all wet. Well, you might want to go change your shirt, honey. Go, go ahead. Take it off and I'll get you a clean one. So, what email would you like to read in our dwindling number of minutes here? Uh, I would like to read the um, first one is. Mission, get a message to you. Okay. Name, Lethal Weps. Character, 70 Rogue, Warrior, and Huntard. Um, hey, yeah, I'm a longtime podcast listener. I always wanted to email you three to say what a good job you were all doing, but I really needed a topic, so I decided to set myself a mission and try to get past my school's security system and email you. So this is what happened. (laughs) Mission. Get past my school's security system. Day one. Wake up, 7.30 a.m. 8.10 a.m. Walk to school. 0900 to 12.30. First lessons. First three lessons. 0.12.30. Lunchtime i.e. time to get past. I had a really good attempt and got extremely far, but time went too fast and I started getting teachers walk past me. That's when I had to stop, even though I had got so far. So what you would call um, an epic fail slash cry. Two days later, I was so determined to do it, I couldn't stop thinking about it. So here it goes again. Day 2, 07.30, wake up, 08.10, walk to school, 0900 to 12.30, first three lessons, 12.30, lunchtime, slash roar. I did the exact same thing as the other day, but I was foolish enough not to hide my ID, and I got caught in 10 minutes, slash sigh. That wasn't the end of it. I didn't just fail. I got a one-hour detention, slash cry. So I'm sending this message a day later, and with a big shout, from my parents and a one-hour detention the next day. (laughs) I would finally just like to say a big well done to all the CH crew, even Nemesis. Hope I spelled that correctly, and you did. Um, And a big good luck to me, whom I will be doing a big set of tests in the next week. P.S. Be very nice if you read this out on Sunday so I can catch you. Good luck. And that was from Lethal Weps. (laughs) First, you people are very crazy. Yes, yes, very crazy. Although, again, you know, there are schools that teach hacking and information yes. security. So if you're really interested in that sort of thing, you should look at the colleges that do. Yes. So let's do another email here, and then I think we will hand off to Octail of Octail and Hordak versus the World Fame. This one is entitled, Czech Republic Forgives You. My dear Iolite, Gnomewise, Gwenora, and Nemesis. This is a second letter from... Uh, let's see, Furuk, uh, retiring level 70 dwarf hunter from Frostbane EU. Last time I said I will listen to you live, but you messed with the scheduling and I was busy on Sunday. This time I will be on IRC for sure as Furuk. Anyway, I was listening to the archive on Monday and I had to rewind to be sure I was not dreaming. Gunora said he was sorry and, <laughs> and that he should have known better. 
That was nice to that was nice to hear, and I'm happy I could enlighten some of your listeners and you maybe, as I studied to be a teacher. And now, I work in IBM by the computer all day, smiling. I would like to ask Iolite and Gnomewise, how much time do you spend together and with Nemesis outside the game, especially when you play when you both play? I guess it must be kind of a time eater. Hugs and kisses, Furuk from the Czech Republic. P.S. I love you. You're funny. Um, is, is my entire life an appropriate answer? Uh, yeah, we spend a lot of time together outside the game. Um, we set up essentially and have try and have at least one date night where it's just the two of us. Um, even though we've been married 11 years, it's really important that you have that time, just the two of you alone. Um, so we plan that and get a sitter and, and you know have, have appropriate entertainment and containment for, mm-hmm. for Nemesis. Um, Nemesis, we actually spend a lot of time with in the afternoons and on the evenings. weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, afternoons, evenings, weekends, he gets lots of cuddle time, lots of playing time. Uh, it's, you know, it's actually, it's pretty balanced in my mind. I mean, the, the large bulk um, of my playtime comes after he's asleep and right. usually... After I was asleep, usually I'm asleep too. Um, The weekends is when, yeah, the weekends is when we get to play together, and um, usually pick a day, yeah, either part of Saturday or part of Sunday to be together playtime. When we were able to do that on our little trip here, Mm -hmm. and we're very much with Nemesis, um, he's completely entertained here because he just loves being at the cabin, right. Right, so, it's one of his favorite places. And it's very easy, you know, because we don't raid and we don't do things that require us to right. I, sit I the like picking instances that take 45 minutes yes. to an hour so that I have time to do a series of quests if I want and an instance, and I've only played maybe three hours. Mm-hmm. Because about three hours in, I'm done. And... It's three hours of being able to stand Good up any time you on want. Good job dishes, Nemesis. You and rock. No, it's not time to go <laughs> home yet. We've got to clean the dishes. We've got to put them away. We've got to pack up. We've got to shut everything down, and then we can go home. But Nemesis first, we have hard. to finish the radio show. And we're nearly there. So, basically, a lot of play happens after Nemesis yes, is asleep. Yes, you did. You did a great um, job. From the husband perspective, also, it's deliberately when the wife is, is asleep, so I'm not taking away from time that could have been spent there. And we don't sit for the entirety of days off ignoring our child playing a video game, which is a large reason why we're not raiders, because that is what high-end rating requires you to do high-end rating requires that you essentially it's it's um this is an unfair comparison but i'm going to make it anyway okay it's a bit like training to be an olympic athlete mm-hmm. you must commit and you give up a lot of other things if you want to be a raider in my mind yes so especially if it's a hardcore rating guild bleeding edge new so, content right 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 i want to be the first on their server that that you know tackles this thing all of that stuff so essentially you know when people are training to be incredible athletes they will train 5 6 7 8 hours a day sometimes mm-hmm. and that is what they do other than if they're in school that's right. all they do. So they give up, you know, relationships with friends. They give up. And I don't, I just don't think, obviously you can do a lot of rating without going to that extreme. Yes. But I just don't think that, that um, unless it is everything that you're passionate about um, and you don't already have those other commitments, 
it's just not a feasible thing to do. We have the commitment to our lives, to our marriage, to our jobs, to our son. This is the hobby. To everything. This is the balance. when we decided to do a podcast, the thing that got time taken away from it to make room for the podcast (laughs) was was playing wow. wow. Oh, the irony of that. Because it was not going to be taking away... I mean, granted, it is something that my wife and I can do together. So we're not giving up together time. But it's not something that Nemesis can benefit from. So it is not technically a family affair. It is a mommy-daddy thing. So... But it was, you know, it was obvious, what are we going to take time away from when we need to do work for the radio show? You don't play WoW and you do radio show stuff instead, which eh, is kind of weird when you're trying to have content about WoW, but oh well. Well, we still managed to find time, essentially, to work our way through yes. the new content. Although I will own the fact that I have not yet completed Magister's Terrace. We're working on it. And I'm really, really jealous of your Phoenix pet. That dropped on our first run through really, there. I just got really lucky. Really, really jealous. And I know it's BOP or I would be smacking you about the head and neck for it. No, you would have gotten it in your mail if it had been BOE. That's how that works. I love you. You're pretty. Okay, Oot. let's wrap this up. All right. We have you're some done. IRC quick shout outs and then we will hand off to the amazing Octail for him to go spray hate all over us with love. Okay, from the IRC we have from Let's see, from Garvalon. A shout out to my friends Felias, Cindia, and Chris from Garvanon. And a shout out to Asi, level 63 gnome warlock from the Wrath of God on Torthendlithim. By the way, that noise in the background that you're hearing is Nemesis actually tossing around empty one gallon water jugs just for fun on the floor. By the way, I owe a shout out and a very happy one to Average Gamer for setting up the in-game party this time and also to our warlock um for actually getting us all the people a whole bunch of people here shout out to immortal trust on anvil mar us for downing eagle boss in za from milk gas from milk gas who's here in game (laughs) uh from raymond shout out to you guys sorry for missing this show we forgive you raymond but we expect to see you in the irc next sunday I know. We know you love Octail and Hordak more than you love us, but we love them. They're pretty, too. And let's see. I believe I'm believe i not sure about the pretty part, but they're really good. So enjoy them. And um, Necromancy was our warlock. So big shout out to Necromancy. And um, also Justice Springer and Lopenzel and Milk Gas and Funky Face and everyone who came. I'm not going to be able to name all of you. I do apologize Yay, thank you for coming to the in-game party. Really thank appreciate Thank you for it. joining us for this abbreviated episode of Casually Hardcore, live on WoW Radio. Check out all the fantastic shows on WoW Radio, www.wcradio.com. Enjoy. We'll be back, hopefully, full force, regular show format next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, and home. And home, with our full set of... Gear. Gear, equipment, and all that stuff. <laughs> it's amazing there was a show at all this week, is basically what we're trying to say here, right? So... Thank you all for listening. Stand by for Octail and Hordak versus the world coming up next on WoW Radio. Good morning from me, Gnomewise. And for me, Iolite. Enjoy your Sunday gaming. Woot! Bye.
Bombadida, 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 Bombad